It's important. You know, I believe that the caliber of our future is determined by the choices that we made today. So myself, Rachel Cruz, Dave Ramsey, our entire team, we're really going out just helping couples, helping singles, helping people in general just make better decisions today when it comes to their life. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, where we talk about how spouses can get on the same page, pay down their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. Today's episode is brought to you by the free course, Five Days to 5K. Many couples I talk to know what they should be doing, right? Pay down that debt, save money for emergencies or whatever goal they have. The tricky part though is where do you find the money for those goals? Five Days to 5K is a free email-based course that helps you find, save, and earn extra money on the side so you can reach your goals faster. If you're interested, you can sign up at couplemoney.com slash 5K. Many times we mismanage our money because we developed ideas and habits that are harmful to our financial health. If we want to change or help our spouse to make that shift. It means we have to examine those money myths, where they come from, and make better habits, which is not easy to do. And that's why I'm really happy to have money expert Anthony O'Neill on today. He's made the leap himself. At age 19, he was deep in debt but he's turned things around and he's now committed to helping students and parents pursue their passions and helping families get smarter with their money. Last week, we met up in person here in Raleigh while he was doing his smart money event with Rachel Cruz. And we talked about some of those money myths that we have and picked up, how to break them down and how to build smarter money habits. In this episode, we get into how you can have nice stuff and become debt-free some icebreakers for talking about money with whomever you're dating, your fiance, and when you're already married. And we'll get into how to financially prepare your kids for the real world. I know it's a lot, so let's get started. If you haven't seen Anthony live during one of his speaking events as a Ramsey personality, you got to catch him on his YouTube channel. He's done a fantastic job making personal finance accessible. And I'm not just talking about breaking down the numbers with buying a car, saving up an emergency fund, and creating a budget. I'm also talking about discussing the motivation and dreams behind it. Why are you spending, saving, or investing the way you are? When we talk about this, especially when you're married, you discover we all have these ideas about what money is or what money does. And sometimes we found out that we or our spouse has this misconception, or you can call it a money myth, which has been harming us financially. And one of those money myths is that you can't have nice things if you're trying to pay off debt. And for some couples, this is why their husband or wife just kind of drag their feet with the, the budget, or in some cases, they just break it. They feel like they have to give up all the fun stuff. And let's be honest, there are some spouses who are well-meaning, but kind of hardcore. And that friction leads to money fights. Anthony recently got a question around this money myth. Can I add Gucci to my budget? 
you know, in our generation, you know, this generation loves nice things. I love nice things. I mean, there's nothing wrong with nice things. And, and, and here's a straight up answer. You know, it's a 50-50 answer. Can you have nice things when you're trying to get out of budget? I mean, not out of budget, budget out of debt. The answer is yes and no. What I don't want you to do is buy a $5,000 bag when that could have went all paying towards a $5,000 bill. Um, but if you add it to your budget, because I'm very big on having a plan for your money and a plan for your life. The plan for your money is a budget. And if you add, you know, a small portion of your income into, you know, a nice thing, but the majority of your income is going towards your current bills and getting out of debt and creating yeah. that freedom, I don't have a problem with that. Um, but what I don't want you to do is say, you know what, I'm going to spend $5,000 on this real nice thing today or two thousand dollars is real nice thing and put nothing towards getting out of debt that doesn't make sense you know i want you to create a solid foundation and start building on that foundation so a gucci bag especially for a lady a nice purse there's nothing wrong with that i just want to make sure that your priorities stay your priorities and your necessities the nice stuff stay right where they are so get it you know i i have a i have a nice louis vuitton travel bag that i purchased over a long period of time uh, because I wanted to build a house. And yeah. so I didn't want to spend that much money when that could have went towards maybe my landscaping. So I make sure that my priorities is my first and my second is my second. So, I mean, you know, right now I just built my house last year. I built it from the ground up. Thank you so much. It was a huge accomplishment. The first person in my family to, to build a house. Uh, but I was the second one to actually officially own. My sister was the first. Um, and so... Man, I spent a lot of money on the inside of my house. So um, I didn't build a huge house. I mm -hmm. built below my means. You know, we yeah. teach, uh, live, and make sure your mortgage payment is 25% of your net income. Yes. And so my mortgage payment is right around 20% of my net income. Um, so I didn't build this huge house. But now I have a bunch of nice things on the inside of my house. I, I'm a tech guy, so I got speakers around my house. I, You know, I got some nice stuff. Um, I'm huge on golf. And so I've joined a, like a nice private golf course. And yeah. so, um, man, I like nice things. You know, I haven't bought my dream car yet uh, because I'm waiting till I get married. So what is that dream car? Oh, man, you know. <laughs> right now. I know right, you always yeah. change. I mean, right now it would probably be the Maserati, uh, but the big boy or uh, the uh, the Porsche, Porsche nice. Panamera. Uh, and, and it won't be brand new. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not a millionaire yet to where, you know, I could buy a brand new car, but I'd get like a nice three, four year old mm -hmm. cash Porsche mm -hmm. Panamera. I would buy it. As you heard with Anthony, it is possible to have nice stuff and pay off your debts and take care of your goals, but you have to have a plan and you have to set priorities. What's really important to you? I think for most of us, there are several things we'd love to do now, but realistically, we need to have some sort of order. Talking this over together can help you and your spouse create a spending plan or budget that fits you two like a glove. Now, how do you approach these talks? If you've been listening to the podcast for a while or grab my book, Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money, I mentioned how important it is to start by sharing your goals. And if you haven't really opened up and started having those conversations, Anthony has some ideas that will help get the ball rolling. You know, I, I, I say this all the time. You know, I told this to um, a lot of the young ladies that I mentor, and even some of the young guys. I say, man, if you were, you got to bring up money. How you bring it up is 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 the way. You know, and I always tell ladies, ask the guy what's his vision, and the guys have a vision for 
where you feel as if you would like to go with your family. And also make sure that from a guy's perspective, make sure you have some holes in there that the wife, your future wife can, can compliment and fill in. But if you talk about, hey, this is where I want to go. For an example, I want to leave an inheritance for my children's children. You know, I want to be able to take my kids out of the country because my parents never took me out of the country. We never went on a family vacation. Um, I want to have a family business one day that me and my wife, you know, we start, we own, whatever that is, or whatever we come up with that the kids, they can either take it over or reap the benefits from it. Um, I want my great-great-grandchildren to know my name. So that's like my vision. Um, I want to help families, you know, become debt-free and build wealth. So that's part of my vision. And then once I know my wife's vision, we put that vision on paper. Okay, cool. Then from there, once you have a vision, anything that that comes up has to be in line with that vision. And that's how you bring up money. So, hey, babe, if we're talking about building a house in the future, do we need to spend $10,000 on this over here? Or do you need to go buy a $1,000 wig? Or, you know, have those conversations and make sure and make sure that everything is going towards that vision and nothing's taking you off. You know, and I think that's how you start the conversation. One, where are we going? Have the plan um, and ask them what are their dreams and make sure that the money is going there. And this is the fun part. You don't need to be formal or have a ton of spreadsheets out to make some real progress. You can have these conversations in a casual, relaxed way during your money dates. It's a fantastic habit that will not only help your relationship, but really build up your finances. And when we do talk about habits, if we're looking to change for the better, it does pay to look at what we're doing now. Like Anthony mentioned at the top of this episode, our choices today can have a profound effect on our future. One of my personal health goals this year, for example, is to get back into shape and complete a 5K obstacle course. So as not to embarrass myself and actually finish at a respectable time, I've shifted some things around with my schedule and my habits. Now, I've woken up early before. It's a habit I had picked up while writing the book. But now I get up even earlier, 5.15, so I can fit in a workout in the mornings before anyone else wakes up. I've also swapped out most of the snacks in the house so there's more fresh fruit and nuts rather than my Oreos and Devil Dogs. And I track my steps. My daily average goal right now is 12,000. And these are small changes, but I'm already seeing a difference. It's the same thing with your finances. When we adjust our habits, we make it easier to get out of debt and to start building savings and we reach our goals faster. But it's not going to be overnight. It's an ongoing process. We're still learning new things. And so is Anthony as he's going on his journey. I'm still learning every single day. You know, I believe that every single day I can still learn how to be a better steward of my money. Um, was I always this disciplined with my money? Heck no. You know, when I turned 19 years old, I was $35,000 in debt and homeless, sleeping in the back of my car uh, because I wanted to impress the young ladies. I wanted to be the coolest guy in school at the time. I mean, I wanted everyone to know my name. And so I thought I had to have the nice things, the Jordans, the Gucci bags, all that type of stuff. Uh, to quickly find out that I didn't need that stuff. Um, and so throughout the early 20s, I made some bad decisions with my money. Uh, and I became, like I said, homeless and uh, deep in debt. Uh, but I got out of debt. Dave Ramsey's 
um, uh, philosophy, uh, the seven baby steps is what really changed my life around. And hey, even at the age now, I'm completely debt free. Um, I built my first house, but I'm still working the baby steps. You know, I'm still moving slowly. I'm still learning and growing. I still reach out to Dave, like Dave, hey, how can I do this? How can I start investing into this area for my future? And so my philosophy is, as I'm learning, I'm teaching. As I'm growing, I'm teaching. Uh, but I'm just excited where I'm at. And I kind of want to hone in on this because when I was talking with Anthony, I think this is a huge takeaway that we kind of pass by, which is our financial mentors. Who do we surround ourselves with? If you're like most people, we don't even talk about money with our spouses, much less our friends. But the people you have around you can push you for the better or they can keep you in the same rut that you've been in. I asked Anthony about the effect his financial mentors had on him. Well, you know, to be honest, my parents uh, were great parents, but they didn't really give me financial advice. Um, I really, I learned the spiritual aspect of my life from my parents. So when I look at my finances, Dave Ramsey is probably the most influential guy in my life. But then even as well, my spiritual parents right now, who are wealthy individuals, just even as well purchased their dream home. And one of the things that he told me was, Anthony, you know, um, just make sure you keep exposing yourself to more. And I believe that if you're struggling in the area of finances, I want you to look at the people around you. Who are your mentors? Who are your friends? And if they're either on your level or below financially, then you need to step outside of that circle and expose yourself to more. You know, Dave Ramsey is a multi-millionaire. But he's probably one of the cheapest guys that I know. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, if I, when we're in the meetings, and it's like, what well, doesn't cost $500? But why does it cost $500? Like, $500 to Dave is like $5 to you and I. It's like, that's, that's not a lot of money today. But he's still like, hey, I have my wealth because I'm also careful in how I spend it. And so when I see that, I'm like, wait a minute. If a millionaire is careful at spending this money, and I just throw away $5, what in the world? When a common person would just throw away $5. And so uh, my my mentors have taught me, one, be a good steward. Two, uh, just because you have the wealth doesn't mean you need to walk around like you're wealthy. And three, um, in the spiritual side of me, you know, stay paying your tops. And I've personally seen throughout my mentors, Dave Ramsey, my spiritual parents, and some other celebrities that I look up to uh, financially, all of them are just good stewards of the 90% that they have. And I've just seen them grow that. And so I love that. And that's something that I took up while I was getting out of debt. I still was a generous giver inside of my church. You know, serve in whatever contribution you want to give, whether that's your local church or a nonprofit. You know, just be a generous person. And uh, and I think that's so important. When you give your time, when you give your heart, that's always a good. Yes, yes. Dave gives a, a large percentage. I won't put his business out there, but he gives more than 10% of his money away. Like, and, and my spiritual parents, they give away 50% of their income back to the local community, to their churches. Um, It's just amazing. And if your parents like we are, we are our kids' financial mentors, at least as they're growing up. And so since Anthony works with kids, both in high school and the college level, I asked him, how can parents financially prepare their kids for the real world? When I'm in high school and college, really, kids are like man how come my mom did and dad did not teach me this um, they're hungry for the knowledge 
Um, and so I say as early as possible. I have nephews right now who are Theo's five, Uriah's three, and my little niece is one. And they're already, they know what money is. And they know how to give, they know how to save, and they know how to spend. And um, there was a video that went viral with them. I sent my brother-in-law, a uh, one of our banks, to our teaching a four-year-old, he was four at the time, how, what money is and how to use money. And... Um, <laughs> It was just funny just to see how quickly he picked up on it. So he understands that, okay, I got to work to get money. Money lets me buy things. Money I can give to church. Money I can save and just build a lot of money. He thinks having, you know, 500 pennies in his bank account right now is just he's rich, uh, which is good, you know, because what you're doing is you're starting the process early. As soon as your kids are able to, to really comprehend the language of yes, no, this, that, asking questions, start teaching them just a little bit about money. Start getting it into their heads. A lot of my millionaire friends start talking to their kids about money at the age three to four years old. And just start giving them a penny, start giving them a quarter. When they ask, can I have this? Start teaching them slowly, okay, here, here's the money you gotta give this person to that. You gotta give this to that person so you can buy it. No, okay, so how do I get this, Dad? Like this dollar. Okay, this is how you get it. Clean up your room. You know, sweep this or help mommy with this. Okay, carry this there. And so as early as you can, start teaching them how and what money is. Um, teach them the importance of saving, of giving, of, of spending. Um, and don't worry about, oh, they're too young. No, they're not. I mean, I was watching a five-year-old the other day dancing with his father. I was like, how did he remember all these dance moves? It's because his father taught him that, and he's seen it. And Rachel says some of the best things, I think, when it comes to kids. I mean, it's not about what's taught. It's about what's caught with kids. They catch on to things, you know, and if they see you doing something, they're going to visually remember that. So if you visually give them money, if you visually teach them things, they're going to remember that. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on some key takeaways I got from speaking with Anthony. The first one is your finances should reflect your priorities. Yes, I do want you to focus on that foundation, get caught up on bills, pay down your debt, start building you know, some savings and investing for the future. But you do need to have room in your budget for things that matter to you. And it could include nice stuff, trips, giving more. So when you sit down and you write your budget out, make sure that you do include it. It might be a small amount at first because you're getting out of debt, but put it in there. It'll help you stay motivated and focused and you're more likely to stick with your budget. The second is find some financial mentors. It could be your friends. It could be coworkers. It could be someone within your social circle. Find a group that supports and pushes you to be the best you can be. Always have that mind of a student. And if you're a parent, be a role model. As Anthony mentioned, it's not just what we say to our kids, but what we're doing around them. So include them in some of your financial decisions. Talk about what you're considering. You're going to be building better habits with them, and you're going to be their first mentors when it comes to finances. And finally, I'm just going to take this straight from Anthony. 
The choices you make today determine the caliber of your future. I know there's a temptation to try to fix everything at once, but focus on making one better choice. Is it cutting out a certain bill? Is it maybe pursuing a hobby and making little money on the side? Pick one thing, focus on that. When you see results, then you can move on to the next goal. Those choices do add up. So those are just a few of my takeaways. I'd love to hear from you. What are you going to use from today's episode? Please share them with us over at our free Facebook group, Thriving Families. I'd love to see you there. Special thanks to Anthony for being a part of today's show. It was a real pleasure chatting with him in person. He was so kind, open, and he's genuinely interested in helping people become savvier with money. To find out more about what he's doing, because it's a lot, please visit anthonyoneal.com. He also has a fantastic YouTube channel, which I will link to over in the show notes at Couple Money. I'll also have the resources we mentioned during our chat, including our free money toolkit. Please check it out. I've included tools and apps that had made a difference for us and other couples. Managing your money does not have to be difficult, but it does have to be intentional. Speaking of intentional, next week we're going to be talking about something you definitely want to be intentional about because it will have a huge effect on your finances. Taxes. Hey, don't worry, we'll keep it fun. We're going to get into making sure you claim the deductions and credits you qualify for and how you can wisely use that tax refund. Yes, you can make some financially smart money moves and have some fun with it. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss that episode. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, Stitcher, you name it. And if you want to share this episode with your friends, I would be grateful. I'd love to help people develop better money habits. Let's make money a way to connect instead of being a wedge or divider in our marriages. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere. Finally, and most importantly, I want to thank you so much for your support. It means a lot to me. And if you ever have any questions that you want to discuss, mention it over at Thriving Families or just reach out to me, l at couplemoney.com. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.